0: Father, we're thankful indeed for your word, your loving kindness, your goodness, and your mercy endures forever. We love you, Lord. We love your word. Help us, Lord, to get insight and greater understanding into the unsearchable riches of Christ. And we praise you now for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. 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 Now we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and we're hungry for the Holy Spirit in this church. I mean, we're hungry. There's prayer meetings going all the time. Prayer meeting today. Prayer meeting tomorrow at noon. Prayer meeting tomorrow at 7 p.m. Where we're all going to be having spirit-led prayer. We're hungry for the Holy Spirit. We are coveting earnestly the manifestations of His glory. The manifestations of His gifts. Not only in this house, but in our lives, in the marketplace, and all around us. How many of you are hungry for God, We are absolutely hungry for Him. And so we're talking a little bit about the gift of faith. And I want to show you some examples of the gift of faith in the book of Acts. And so let's look at Acts chapter 3. Acts, the third chapter. Now remember, there's a common faith that we all have, that when we're born again, we receive. But then there's this supernatural gift of faith... That the Spirit of the Lord will come upon us as the Spirit wills and enable us to say things, to receive things, to do things that are out beyond the natural realm and into the area of miracles. Amen. Now notice here in Acts chapter 3. And I'm going to begin at verse 1. Acts 3 says, Now Peter and John were, went up together into the temple at the what? So we see first and foremost that this was something that they did regularly. It was an hour of prayer. And it was the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid how often? Day. He was there daily. Peter and John most likely went there when they were in that area daily. And the Bible says they laid him at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. And, of course, he was asking alms of them that entered into the temple. Now notice with me that this man was lame from his mother's womb. So obviously he was born that way. He needed a touch from the Lord. He needed a miracle from God. Do you know any people that need a miracle? Do you know any people that need a touch from heaven? Now notice with me in verse three. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked him for some alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Of course, money, alms. But that particular day, the Holy Spirit came upon them in a very, very special way. They had probably gone back and forth from that place many days, weeks, and perhaps months. But there was something different about that day. I submit to you that a gift from heaven called the gift of faith came upon those men of God. And here's what they said to him. They said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I'm giving you. What is it that they had? They had special faith. And he said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his ankles and his bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood up and walked And entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I guess so. I mean, lame from his mother's womb. The Spirit of God comes upon these men of God. And they speak a word directly from the throne of God. The anointing hits him and he is miraculously healed by God's power. Now, I want you to notice that in this setting, the gospel was not preached. In this particular day they didn't sit there and preach the gospel to this man at the gate beautiful. Now we know that when the gospel is preached, faith comes. By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that man didn't hear the word of God. Now in this gift of faith, many times the gospel will not be preached. I mean the spirit just comes upon you and it just happens. This is a miracle. This is powerful. And later on, When they were taken in question about this miracle that happened and this man that was walking and leaping and praising God, here's what they said in verse 16. Here's how this happened. They said, and his name, now notice this, through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you know and see, yea, the faith which is by him. Everyone say the faith, faith. which is by him. him. It does not say the faith that was in him. Now, I'm going to read this from a couple other translations. If I can find my notes here, I've got a lot of notes. One translation says the faith that is through him and by him. Still another translation. Weymouth says a faith. That he has given. Understand this, that the gift of faith is something that's given. We do not carry the gift of faith around in our back pocket to turn on and off at our own will. The gift of faith, special faith, is as the Spirit wills. Now, common faith, we use to speak to mountains. Common faith, we receive our answers to prayer. With common faith, glory to God, with that measure of faith, we overcome the world. That faith can be used 24-7. But we need to be open to the Spirit of God coming upon us and using us in special faith. And we should be so hungry for these movings of the Holy Spirit that it doesn't matter whether he uses us or whether he uses Uncle Joe, but Lord God, use somebody. Somebody be used for the glory of God. Let there be miracles, let there be manifestations of glory. You see what it is to those people in that neighborhood? It was a sign, it was a wonder. Friends, when things start happening like this and continue to happen like this, it will get the attention of people. Yes, it, will. it will get the attention of people in the marketplace. They are called notable miracles. And so he said, this came by faith in the name of Jesus, but this faith is a faith that he has given that he has given, that comes by him, that comes through him and by him. Oh, glory to God. This is a powerful miracle. Did you know that Jesus possibly walked by this man? Well, how come Jesus didn't heal him? How come he wasn't healed before? Because the manifestation of the Spirit wasn't there. Now, Brother George and I, Pastor Tom and I, if we could... And I know we're, we're willing. If we could, we'd go empty out Kaiser Hospital tonight. Then we'd go over to Eden with Brother Al. And we'd empty out ICU. And we'd just go into all the hospitals of the Bay Area. Miracle upon miracle, gift of faith, working in miracles, just flowing through us freely. We're willing. But you know what? We can't do that in our own strength. We can only do that in and by and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Would to God that that would happen. And we need to pray for greater things to happen. And greater manifestations. But we cannot outdo Jesus. The Bible said this. He said that in his own hometown, he could there do no mighty work. Except that he laid his hands upon a few sickly people. And the Greek says a few people with minor ailments. Amen. He could there. Not that he wouldn't. He couldn't. Why couldn't he? Well, in that particular case, it was because of their unbelief. Well, there's no unbelief in here tonight. Amen. So let's get a bus and head to all the hospitals. What do you say? Now, if I could... I'd raise somebody from the dead. Every time I did a funeral. If I could. I'm willing. But guess what? I can't. I can't without the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Neither can you. (laughs) Look at Acts chapter 14. Now we're going to see a contrast in this. Just want you to see a couple things tonight. Acts 14th chapter. Now, we're all preachers in our own right, are we not? We all have an influence of the Holy Spirit. Everybody in this room can be used of God. Everybody in this room can bring a word in season to a person that's distressed. Everybody in this room can bring a word in season to a person that is sick. You do not have to get behind this pulpit to preach. Otherwise, Jesus would never have said go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel. gospel. He wasn't just talking to apostles. He wasn't just talking to pastors. He's talking to you. He's talking to Bertha. He's talking to Alicia. Hallelujah. He's talking to all of us. He said signs are going to follow the believing ones. One translation says signs are going to accompany them that believe. Signs and wonders ought to be a regular occurrence in the life of a believer. Amen. 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 We've all got hands. We've all got vocal cords. We can bring a word to people. And you know what? We can do it without using Elizabethan English. (laughs) We can do it without being real pseudo-spiritual. You can be an encourager of the brethren. (laughs) Glory to God. Now look at Acts chapter 14. And let's look at verse 6 and 7. Acts, the 14th chapter. In verse 6. And they were aware of it and fled into Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lies round about. And there they did what? Preaching now, let me ask you a question. What is the gospel? The gospel is what? Amen. If you're blind, what's the good news? If you're poor, what's the good news? If you're lost, what's the good news? If you're depressed, the good news is, is you can be encouraged in the Lord. Now, they preached the gospel. Now, the gospel includes divine healing. It includes divine healing. Now, notice in verse 8, And there sat a certain man at Lystra. Impotent in his feet. Being a cripple from his mother's womb. Who had never walked. Sounds similar doesn't it? This man in Acts chapter 3 had never walked. This man in Acts chapter 14 had never walked. But the way that they were healed were completely different. The man in Acts chapter 3 was healed by a supernatural manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. The man in Acts chapter 4 heard the word. And there sat... A certain man at and potent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never walked. The same heard Paul speak. Well, we already established he spoke the word. He spoke the gospel. And then Paul steadfastly beheld him. I know what that feels like. I can tell oftentimes when I'm ministering to a person whether they're receiving or not. I can tell sometimes, not all the time, when I'm preaching, because I'm not really focused on people's eyes. I'm not really focused on on people so much. But I can tell sometimes when people are really, really receiving what's being said. And then you don't have to be real intelligent to know when people are not. When their (laughs) eyes are closed, or they're looking at their watch, or whatever the case may be. But Paul beheld him. He looked at him. And the Bible says that Paul perceived. He knew down here in his knower that this guy was ready. And you know what? How did he know that? He knew that by perception. How will you know it? You'll know it by perception. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You may get an opportunity to minister to a relative, a coworker, worker whatever the case may be. you got to know when it's time to pray for them and know when it's not time. you got to know when it's time just to plant the seed and then come back with a little water and come back with a book, come back with a tape. Just be led by the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all the truth. Amen. You've got to say this real strongly tonight. I am, I am empowered. empowered. I am, I am influenced, influenced by, the Holy Ghost. by the Holy Ghost. Pray this now. Lord, use me, Lord, use me for, your glory. for your glory. And really, that's what my job is as a pastor. My job is an equipper. Yep. I'm here to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Yeah. Amen. I'm no better than you. I'm just anointed to stand in this office. I was telling Brenda on the way home. I said, I think I'll start a university. And I think I'll call it Empowering, Empower, Equip, and Edify Institute. That's what it's all about. To be empowered. To be edified. What was the other E? Equip. Equip, thank you. (laughs) I'm a little I'm a little Lexus legged. You know, Brenda was driving home about eighty miles an hour, so I'm I'm still kinda. You know, you get jet legged sometime? I'm Brenda's car legged a little bit. Triple E. Edify. Exhort. What's the other one? Equip. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I better go to that school myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not saying it was God. He said with a loud voice. Now notice, he perceived that he had faith to what? To be healed. And then Paul simply said, okay, stand upright on thy feet. And what happened? He leaped and he walked. He leaped and he walked. But the difference between Acts 3 and Acts 14 is the gospel was preached in one setting. Yeah. In another setting, it was not. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now let's keep going. Let's move a little bit further. Turn with me now to Acts chapter 9. Acts the ninth chapter. And then, you know, we'll get into working to miracles at another time, but we need to, we need to take a look at this. Acts the ninth chapter. Oh, glory to God, we're in the book of Acts. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There's 28 chapters in the book of Acts, but the book of Acts is not over with yet. You know why? Because it's the Acts of the church that is empowered and equipped and edified by the Holy Ghost. That's you and me. Glory to God. They that do know their God, they're going to be strong and they're going to carry out great exploits in this day and in this hour. Acts chapter 9, verse 32. And it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed for eight years. That's not good. And he was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes you whole. Arise, make up your bed. And what did he do? He arose, he arose immediate, immediately. I submit to you, that's the gift of faith. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Ghost had to be upon Peter. There was an anointing there. He arose, and he was healed by God's power. Now notice, here's what I want you to see in verse 35. And all that dwelt at Hayward and San Leandro... And Oakland and San Jose saw him and they doubted. No. Who would they turn to? They turned to the Lord. Peter made it very clear that it was Jesus Christ that made him whole. And when they saw the miracle, they turned to Jesus. It's not any different today. There are so many hurting people. You know, you and I are a privileged people. We are not better than anyone. I like what a good friend of mine says I am neither superior to anyone, neither am I inferior to anyone. We're not better than anyone just because we hear truths like this. Not better at all. But we are a blessed people. When I think about all of the deposits, that he's put into our lives. Just by I mean, just by being in these services. And then you look at all the deposits that he's put into your life, and I take a look at my life, all the deposits by sitting sitting under different men of God, we are a privileged people. We are highly favored. We really are. In America, we are so blessed. I can go on my computer and I can find tons of different translations of the word. I can get the best teaching from the best teachers and preachers around the globe at my fingertips. We're favored. We're blessed. And you see the word of the Lord is true where it says too much is given. Much is required. But it is not the requirement of some sort of being driven by a taskmaster. But rather it is the calling of the good shepherd that leads us to minister life to people around us. You think about people all around the world, all around the Bay Area, that have never heard a simple message on faith. To them, faith is being a Lutheran. To them, faith is being a Catholic. Just think about how much He's put on the inside of you. Oh, it causes me to be thankful. It causes me to want to do better and to do more and to reach greater and to become greater for the glory of God. That's where you and I are heading. Amen? Oh, thank you, Lord. I think we just need to praise him for a minute. Oh Rab, go ahead and just praise him. Thank you, Father. Nisto prakele. Ne clacasto. Hallelujah. 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 And you know what? He's the Lord of the harvest. And he's expecting a harvest on the deposits that had been made in the soil of your life. Mm -hmm. So let's be faithful. And let's do the will of God. Just a thought. We are a blessed people. Verse 34, 36. Much people turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha who by interpretation is called Dorcas, the woman, was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And uh, we go on in verse 37, it says, It came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, his disciples heard that Peter was there, and they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with him. And when he was come, they, th- they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled and prayed. Now this is such a major key here right now. I can remember Brother George when he was on our staff and he would, he would go on hospital calls. And what he said he would do is he would put up his spiritual antenna. He'd go, and what was he doing? He was doing tantamount to what he did. He may not have been kneeling, but he was praying. And he was picking up in his spirit how to minister at that particular situation. Every situation is not the same. I submit to you that every one of you have got spiritual antennas. Every one of you have got the ability to pray. And to look toward heaven and look on the inside to what the Lord is saying. And that's exactly what he did. And that's exactly what we must do. Say it with me. I am becoming becoming more conscious conscious of the Holy Spirit's Spirit's indwelling my life. I am becoming more God inside inside. minded. Minded. The more tuned you must take, the more tuned in you are to him. The more you'll be able to hear from him. The more you'll be able to flow with him. The more you'll be able to know For, I like what Dad Hagen used to say, For the spirit of knowing and the spirit of seeing is coming upon the church. Is that you? That's me. Say it with me real strong now. The spirit of knowing knowing. and the spirit of seeing, seeing. he's coming upon me. me. Oh, glory to God. But Peter put them all forth and he kneeled down and prayed. Here's a thought. Before you move, pray. Before you make that big decision, pray. Before you go out on that date, pray. Before you go out with the boys or out with the girls, pray. There are people that are no longer on the earth today because they didn't pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Not that they're not here anymore, but thank God for the Spirit of God who will check us and lead us and guide us. But Peter put them all forth, kneeled down, prayed, and turning to the body, said... Tabitha, arise. She opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand, lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all the Bay Area. And many believed in the Lord. Many believed in God. Marcella. Many believed in the Lord. Glory to God. You are in places I'm not in. I'm in places that you're not in. There is opening up for the church. Great and effectual doors. Not only doors of utterance. But doors of opportunities to be a blessing and to be a conduit of the anointing. You know it's true, don't you, Al? You do it every day of your life. Brother Earl's a chaplain for the Union City Police. God can connect you. Don't you minimize your life and devalue your life and say things, well, I'm just a single mom. I'm just a housewife. Baloney. You're a handmaiden of the Lord. You're a child of the living God. You serve a mighty God. And great is our God in you. And He will work through you. Come on somebody. Get happy about that. Amen. Oh man. This just makes me happy. Because the people of God are stepping up. The people of God are stepping up. Tommy Hicks said... When he was in that great, big Argentine revival where 300,000 people came to the Lord, he said, "The sleeping giant in the body of Christ basically are the lay people." Isn't that what Tony quoted today? Something like that. I know it's a whole deep prophecy and everything, but glory to God! You know what? We were going to wake up let's 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 get rid of all the slumber. Let's get rid of all the cobwebs. Amen? Let's be front and center in this day and this hour. We're not always going to be doing this. We're not always going to be here. Our life is like a vapor. Amen? Oh, praise God. Anybody getting happy yet? All right. Acts chapter 16. Let's go over there. I just want you to see a few things. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah. I sing because I'm happy. Thank you, Lord. His eye is on the sparrow. And surely his eyes on you. His eyes on me. Amen. Remember what we preach Sunday morning? Behold the falls of the air. Consider the birds. If he takes care of the birds, he'll take care of you. If he used a donkey in the old covenant, there's hope for me and there's hope for you. Some of you didn't get that. (laughs) Now, I'm not putting you in the same class as a donkey. But the main point is this. God will use willing vessels. You don't have to be educated. You can have a master's disease and be our master degree (laughs) I told you I was I was um, what kind of car you got Lexus leg (laughs) oh my you can have a master's degree and God use you wonderfully marvelously but you may just have a G- GED and haven't even got it yet and God used you in a marvelous way yeah. Smith Wigglesworth was a plumber yeah. grade. you know he'd sixth grade education he'd start out stumbling I know what that feels like sometimes <laughs> get up in the pulp <laughs> he'd start out stumbling falling over his words speaking words you know backwards and forward, you know all, all around and then all of a sudden the Holy Ghost come upon <laughs> turn him into another man And he'll do the same thing for you. Because he's no respecter of persons. He's on your side. He's living in you. Glory to God. Amen. All right, now, Acts chapter 16. Let's look at verse 16. Amen. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. Now, this is Paul, right? And. uh, A certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination or fortune-telling, met us, and she brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So she was a person that was used of the devil to bring money to her masters. And the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God. Which show unto us the way of salvation. And it didn't sound like that, but I don't feel like mimicking a devil tonight. <laughs> but it sounded weird, yeah. Yeah. it sounded strange. And then the Word of God says, and she did this for many days. Now notice, Paul, being grieved, Turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same what? The same hour. The question is, is why didn't he do that sooner? There was no anointing. I submit to you that the Holy Ghost came upon Paul. At the right time. And Paul spoke by the power of God. And addressed that in the realm of the spirit. And it came out that same. Listen. You cannot flow in that kind of an anointing. Just because you want to. You make yourself available to. And you just let God be God. But understand this, you always have the name. Come on, somebody. You've always got the name of Jesus. It's the name which is above every name, that at his name every knee will bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so the gift of faith is available to us today. We're going to stand and we're going to pray for just a few moments about the moving and the manifestations of the power gifts. Amen. Stand up on your feet right now. And we're going to invite you to pray with us just for a moment.